Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. It's great to be back in the studio. I appreciate your phone calls. I appreciate your wonderful support. It means a lot to me that you are encouraged by what God has given me. I give all the glory and honor to Him. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. And if you're local, you will dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you're local in the Las Vegas area, you will dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That stumped me last week, but we do have one. And that number is 800-366-8883. Again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, you'd like to join in on our discussion, you have a comment, you have a prayer request, a praise report, we sure would love to hear it. Again, outside the Las Vegas area, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. And we're also being streamed live from... Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our website is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, I encourage you to please visit our website. Again, the address is www.savethelostlv.org. Click on to any broadcast that you like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch. It's no charge. Also, by visiting our website, I encourage you to look at a lot of the wonderful resources that we have. We are on a series called Abuse, so there are a lot of wonderful resources that you will find under Health and Wellness, and I encourage you to click on to that and look and see what God has for you. Amen? So we are going to ask for special prayer for Brother Vernon. Brother Vernon... um, is needing prayer for healing. I spoke with him earlier today. He is doing well. He's convalescing. And God willing, I pray that he will join me next week here at the radio show. So we'd love to hear from him. We want to see him. We love you, Brother Vernon. And I pray in the name of Jesus that your healing is totally complete and you come back better than ever. I appreciate it and I receive it and I ask that my fellow listeners join in with me and keep Brother Vernon in your prayers. Amen. So we're going to get right into um, our uh, third part. But before I do that, uh, the radio ministry is being broadcast on KKVV 1060 AM as well as 105, 101.5 FM. Again, that number would be 101.5 FM. 
So now that I have that done, I want us to continue in the third part of our series. The first part of our abuse series, we talked about incest. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, spiritual abuse. And this uh, third series that we're doing, or third part of the series of abuse, is going to be on the abuse of creation. We are talking about the abuse of creation. So we're going to get right into the scriptures, and we are going to go to Genesis. And um, this is where God gave us a command. So let's look at this. I am looking at the command that God gave us pertaining to creation, which would be in Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 28 specifically, but I want us to look at verse 26, 27, but we want to pay real close attention to verse 28. Amen? And I am in the New King James Version, so the Word of God says this. Again, I'm going to Genesis chapter 1. I'm looking at verses 26, 27, and 28. 28 is what I want us to really pay attention to, but I think we need to go a couple of verses up so that we can understand the full grasp of it. Amen? Now, verse 26, chapter 1, Genesis, New King James Version, the Word of God says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on this earth. Again, we are in our third part of our series on abuse, and we're talking about abuse of creation. Now, you see there was a creation mandate that says to be fruitful and multiply. I am going to concentrate on the womb. I will look at female very closely today. And we will intertwine male in there. But I really, really want to speak to the womb. I want to speak to the female. I want to speak to the woman part of that instruction. And again, the creation mandate was to be fruitful and multiply. So I am going to give you some statistics today, and then we're going to tie it back into the scripture. But I want you to open up your minds and your hearts, and some of you um, would like to take notes. I encourage you at this time that uh, you be ready to uh, take some notes. I'm going to be giving you some terminologies you may not be familiar with, and um, some statistics that uh, we definitely need to uh, understand and internalize, and we have a great opportunity today. According to the World Health Organization, it's called WHO, 
which is the acronym WHO, every year in the world there are estimated 40 to 50 million abortions. This corresponds to approximately 125,000 abortions per day. In the United States, where nearly half of pregnancies are unintended, four in ten of these are terminated by abortion. There are over 3,000 abortions per day. 22% of all pregnancies in the United States, excluding miscarriages, end in abortion. Now, let's make sure we have the definition of what abortion is so that you can understand what these numbers actually mean. An abortion is the termination of a pregnancy by the removal or expulsion of an embryo or fetus from the uterus, resulting in or caused by its death. An abortion can occur spontaneously, which are called miscarriages, due to complications during pregnancy or can be induced. So these numbers that I'm talking about are going to deal with abortions that are not miscarriages. In the state of Nevada, the following restrictions on abortion were in effect as of December the 1st, 2015. Public funding is available for abortion only in cases of life endangerment, rape, or incest. Which basically means that the state of Nevada does not pay for abortions unless there's cases of life endangerment, rape, or incest. Now, you probably want to know the next question is who is having abortions? 18% of the U.S. women obtaining abortions are teenagers. Those ages from 15 to 17 obtain 6% of the abortions. Teens ages 18 to 19 obtain 11%. And teens younger than age 15 obtain 0.4%, which is less than half of a percent. Women in their 20s account for more than half of all abortions. Women's ages 20 to 24 obtain 33% of all abortions. And women's ages 25 to 29 obtain 24%. 37% of women obtaining abortions identify as Protestant and 28% as Catholic. I'm going to say that again. 37% of women obtaining abortions identify as Protestant and 28% as Catholic. That ought to make you pause there for a moment. Women who are never married and are not cohabitating account for 45% of all abortions. 45%. 
These are women who are not married nor cohabitating. 45% of all abortions. About 61% of abortions are obtained by women who have one or more children. 61%. That basically means that these women are already mothers to a minimum of one child, if not more. And there's a possibility that that 61%, quite a few of them are married. Forty-two percent of women obtaining abortions have income below 100 percent of the federal poverty level. And the the poverty level would be, the federal poverty level would be $10,830 annually for a single woman with no children. That's not even making $1,000 a month. Because $1,000 a month times 12 would be $12,000 if I could put it in a context so that you could wrap your mind around it. And some of the reasons that women give for having abortions is that they say that it's too much of a responsibility of parenthood and family life. Women cite concerns for themselves. They cannot take care of another child. And a baby would interfere with their school, their work, and their ability to care for someone else that they are currently taking care of. So those are the people who are having abortions and terminating pregnancies and I'm basically talking about what's happening in the United States so that's one abuse of creation that God has mandated but I hope you really were listening to the ages of these women The youngest being under 15 and the oldest being about 29. So you're looking at 15 year age difference, give or take a couple of years. But those are the women who are most likely to have an abortion. Says four out of every ten women. I'm just almost speechless. We have got to do better with our daughters, our sisters, our wives, those who we want to marry, our fellow sisters in Christ and those that we walk amongst every day may it be in the classroom 
May it be in the workplace. May it be at the market. At the movies. We have got to be paying more close attention. Now, I'm going to get into something even more heavier. And that's pretty heavy right there. A lot of people are just coming familiar with a term that's called transgender. And a lot of houses of God are ill-prepared to counsel people, to help people, to even understand what is going on. So I want to give you some information, and then we're going to go back to the scriptures. But I need us to understand some things. Because the Word of God tells us, in all things, get an understanding. Amen? So we need to get an understanding. And then that way, we will be able and equipped to take direction and guidance from the Holy Spirit because we'll know what to do. Because we'll be able to present God what is going on. We have done our homework. And you can look at the Bible and see what God has said several times for his prophets to go down and to look at something. Now, the information that I gave you in reference to the abortion statistics, I got that from the Allen Guttmacher Institute. And Guttmacher is spelled G-U-T-T-M-A-C-H-E-R, Allen, A-L-A-N. Again, Allen Guttmacher Institute. And you can find out more information in reference to abortion at www.guttmacher.org. That would be G-U-T-T-M-A-C-H-E-R.org. Now, we're talking about transgender. We're talking about the attack of the womb. Amen? And the abuse of creation. Transgender is an umbrella term that includes different types of gender, variant people, including transsexual people. Heterosexual, we're most familiar with that because we just heard uh, in the scriptures that we were looking at in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through uh, 28, where it says God made them a male and female. So we're familiar with heterosexual. That's what God designed. Amen? And that person is attracted to the opposite sex. Me being female would be attracted to male. Uh, Brother Vernon being a male would be attracted to a female. So that would be heterosexual. And that's what God created. And we saw that in Genesis. Again, in uh, chapter 1, we're looking at verses 26, 27, and 28. You have transsexual. Transsexual is an individual with gender diasporia who deeply feels there in their mind and spirit is of a different gender than of the body they were born in you've heard the phrase i'm a man trapped in a woman's body well then that would be an example of gender dysphoria now gender dysphoria the condition of feeling one's emotional and psychological identity 
as male or female to be opposite to one's biological sex. Uh, in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that would be the DSM-5, because we're in the fifth edition right now, people who gender at birth is contrary to one they identify with would be diagnosed with a gender dysphoria. It is a gender identity disorder. It is intended to better characterize the experiences of affected children, adolescents, and adults. It is considered a mental disorder. This is the book that psychiatrists use to diagnose mental disorders and behaviors. It's also the book that psychologists use in the United States to diagnose mental disorders and behaviors. So again, gender dysphoria uh, is considered a gender identity disorder. This is a person who says that they were born male, but they feel emotionally and spiritually that they should be a woman. So it is considered a mental disorder. So let's keep going. So we've talked about heterosexual, we've talked about transsexual, and we talked about gender dysphoria. Now, uh, you've heard the term gay. Gay can be referred to homosexual men, which is a man who's attracted to a man. A lesbian is a female that's attracted to another female, but the term gay is given to both uh, a lesbian and a homosexual man. But mainly gay is pertaining to a man, but a person who is attracted to the same sex. That would be what gay is. Then you have a transvestite. A transvestite is usually a male that is heterosexual and likes to dress up in women's clothing. Some people know that to be cross-dressing. Then you have transgender where a person, if it's a trans male, is a female that is transitioning to become a male. They are taking hormone therapy and they are going to possibly complete the transition by having gender reassignment surgery. Now, these surgeries can cost in excess of $100,000. It is a lot of money because it's a lot of work to change a person's appearance and physical anatomy from one gender to another. And we need to be able to help men and women who find themselves in this type of lifestyle. We need to do our research. We need to be prepared to listen. We need to be able to investigate. And we need to be able to get a full understanding of what we are truly dealing with. 
It is happening very, very fast. It is in our education system where our young people are being taught as early as kindergarten about these different gender identities. So we as men and women of God need to be able to be there for our children. We need to be able to be there for our loved ones. We need to be able to be there for our community. And we need to be spiritually fit to be able to handle the assignment. Now, when we go back to Genesis and we're dealing with the first Adam, we know that sin happened. The fall of man happened with the first Adam. And they were kicked out of the garden. So they still were given the covenant of creation to be fruitful and multiply. So I want us to look at chapter 3 in Genesis. And we know there is where Eve was beguiled by the serpent. And that's where the fall happened. And we know that's when God instructed them to leave the garden. Amen? Now, let's get over to chapter 4 of Genesis. And we look at Cain and Abel. And they were Adam and Eve's sons. And we know that Cain killed Abel. And I want us to look at Genesis chapter 4. And I want us to look at verse 17. And sometimes we overlook this. But I want us to look at it. And it's the family of Cain. So let's look at what Cain did. Now we know that Cain could have partaken in the gift of repentance But he didn't. He was very, very proud. Full of pride. And disobedience. And murder. And vengeance. And anger. And when we look at verse 9... In chapter 4. God asked Cain. Something. Again I'm in the New King James Version. And. Verse 9 says. Chapter 4 of Genesis. Then the Lord said to Cain. Where is Abel your brother? He said. I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Well, Abel's blood cried out from the ground. So God banished Cain as well 
Cain was reduced to being without God's protection, without God's love, without God's guidance, without God's counsel, without God's forgiveness, and full of wrath and anger and doing things his way. Wow. So when we look at verse 17 in chapter 4, we see here And the word of God says this, verse 17, chapter 4, Genesis. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. Well, this wasn't a very successful city. Because of the mindset of Cain. Cain was a murderer. Cain had no need of God. He was a God unto himself. He was creating and establishing those that had similar spirits. After all, he's the head. So, we have an attack that's on the womb. And it's very prevalent. We have our daughters and our sisters being totally misled. Totally ill-advised. And not understanding what being fruitful and multiplying is. We are giving them a license to be sexually active, but we are not telling them how to love and to be loved. So they're looking for any and everything in the world to validate them. They're vagabonds. As Cain was. There's nothing. That he was doing. In all his building. In all his producing. That was reflective. Of God. So we have to ask ourselves. Do we really find it strange that creation is being abused? When people are deciding that in their mind that they don't want to be what they were created to be, so I'll just change everything about myself. 
These surgeries are very expensive. These hormone treatments take a long time. So for a woman, she would have to have her breast cut off. She would have to have her face redesigned. She would have to have electrolysis, which is the removal of unwanted hair. She would have to have her genitals repurposed to be male genitals. She would have to have a hysterectomy because she is taking on male attributes now. So how is she to be fruitful in multiplying when she does not want to be as God has intended her to be? And we have a whole industry out there that is counseling people and making money to redesign them. And they're redesigning them to be sterile. So if you have sterile men and sterile women, how are they going to be able to multiply in the physical? And that's part of the fall of man. But we have a new covenant in Christ that addresses the spirit and we still have a mandate of creation that does not go away but I want you to see that those who are going the way of Cain they are producing the way of Cain it will not go anywhere it does not honor God it will not have his grace and his mercy and it will not have his blessing. It says here when we go back to Genesis chapter 1. And I hope you caught this in your spirit. And we looked at verse 26 and 27. And 28. I think you ought to hear it now with a fresh set of ears. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. The Word of God says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. He created them. 28. Then God blessed them, them that he created, and God said to them, 
Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God created them, male and female. So if he blessed what he created, so if you're creating something else, God did not create that. He blesses what he created. And he gave them a covenant command in reference to creation. We have to catch that in our spirit. This is his word. This is how he set this up. Now, Cain built his own city. And was not sorry for what he did to his brother. He was angry and jealous. And had no compassion. And subsequently, that's what happens when you build a city with a Cain mindset. When you start creating with a Cain mindset, God set this up so beautiful so that we can mirror him. We saw what he was doing. Adam saw what he was doing. So he could mirror, mirror him and have holiness. And be able to care and tend for things as God intended it to be. We have a great opportunity here in this lesson. So we cannot be so caught up about what other people are creating. Because we know what God creates, he blesses. And he determined that. Amen. So you ought to catch that in your spirit and not be distracted. So let's go over to 1 John. And let's see what the word of God says. We are going to go over to 1 John and we're going to look at chapter 3 and we're going to look at verses 12 and 16. Again, I'm in 1 John chapter 3 and I'm going to look at verses 12 and then I'm going to look at verses 16. Verse 12, again, I'm in the New King James Version and the Word of God says this. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. Wow. Say Cain was of the wicked one. And the wicked one is Satan. He said he murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Abel's works were that to please God, to worship God. Cain's was not. Let's look at verse 16. In the same chapter, 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. And the word of God says this, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Christ. He laid down his life for us. He is our example. 
And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And this is love. This is the demonstration of love. So, we have a caller. But I want to go over to the book of Jude. And I want to see something there. So, caller, just be patient with me. I want to go over to Jude, and then I'm going to go over to Matthew. But I will take the call. So, we're going to look at Jude. And we are going to look at verse 11. Now, Jude was Jesus' brother. And verse 11 says, Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and have run greedily in the era of Balaam for profit and perish in the rebellion of Korah. This was be spoken to the apostles. See, Cain lesson keeps coming up. There are two ways to go. There are two cities that you can live in. But know if you go the way of Cain, your father is the wicked one. And all that you produce and all that you do is wicked. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you, and thank you for waiting. Praise the Lord, my sister. This is Susan Coleman. Praise the Lord, and how are you, woman of God? I'm wonderful. Listen. While you were teaching today, um, I was led to go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8. And in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, starting at verses 11 down to 20, God demonstrates his love in these verses by talking about the do's and don'ts of his commands and his precepts. And if we don't forget who he is and don't go after other gods and stay within the parameters, then we would be blessed. But if we step out, then we would perish. We would perish emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And so um, in verse 11, he starts off by saying, beware. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes which he commands us this day. And I think that sometimes we think that the Old Testament is not for us today. But all of the word is for us today because the word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And when you talked about how Cain when he had his son, and they begin to build the word of God in verse 11 says, lest when you have eaten and ate and ate and are full, have built beautiful houses and beautiful buildings and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply, when everything you got, your children and your money multiply, your silver and your gold are multiplied and are that you... Have multiplied, and when your heart, hallelujah, is lifted up, and you forget the Lord, mm-hmm. 
your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, and that you might humble, that he might humble you, and that he might test you to do you good in the end. And then you say in your heart, my power and my might and my hand have gained me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives us power to get wealth, and that he may establish his covenant which he swore to our fathers as it is this day. Amen. Then it shall be, uh, if any by means forget the Lord, if we forget God and we follow other gods, other ideas, lies, deception, deceit, and we serve and worship them, and we have what you said earlier, pride and boastfulness in our heart, this is what God said is going to happen. He said, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroys before you so you also shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God so when you talk about Cain and how God talked to him and said look son if you do right you will be accepted Amen. but he didn't do right his heart was hard. He walked away. He walked out from the presence of God. So I just wanted to add that. Amen. Well, I appreciate that. Well, thank you, woman of God, and, and thank you for your obedience and uh, really searching the scriptures and sharing that with us. It's so important. You know, the womb is under attack. Um, there are those who are going the way of Cain. They're building their own cities. They're building their own people. They are totally perverting what God has done. And God's blessing is not with that. And Jesus will come back. And he will separate the wheat from the tares. Hallelujah. You know, if somebody might be asking the question, well, how do we make it right? How do we make it right because our forefathers did this and our forefathers did that? Well, in, as it's coming to my mind in the book of Nehemiah, in the first chapter, there's a prayer that Nehemiah began to pray. And he began to ask God to forgive him, forgive his forefathers, forgive his bloodline for not being obedient. And if we read through the Psalms, Psalms uh, 51 and Psalms 19, it talks about asking God to have mercy on us and to create in us clean hearts and renew a right spirit within us. And in First John chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible talks about that if we begin to confess our sins, confess our sins to God and confess our sins to one another as God leads us, that God is faithful. Amen. Yes. He will Amen. forgive us, and he will wash us, and he will cleanse us, and, and he will get that junk off of us, and he will tear down the idols in our soul. 
So we can, there's hope. Oh, yes, there is. There, there very much is. And I wanted to share with us, uh, the listeners as well as you, and when we go to Matthew 7, uh, Jesus is really, really teaching powerfully. And I want us to look at starting at Matthew 13, and then we're going to finish up the chapter, which is the 23rd verse. So Matthew chapter 7, again, I'm in the New King James Version, and we're starting in verse 13. And the Word of God says this. It's in red letters, so that lets me know that Jesus is speaking. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. 14. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. 16. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? 17. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. 18. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. 19. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. 20. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? 23. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So it is very clear and apparent that the second Adam came and was crucified and did the work so that we can have salvation, so that we can truly have the gift of repentance. We have a real opportunity here because, as you stated earlier, Cain did not take the gift that was being offered to him. God simply asked him, where is your brother? And he came with such a prideful response. And we look earlier how his mother responded. Eve, when God asked her about what she had done. And she clearly stated that she did do it. But that she had been beguiled by the serpent. See, we have an opportunity woman of God and our listeners to respond to God properly. But we as believers have to understand we were given that command prior to the Mosaic command of the Ten Commandments. That was the command to be fruitful and to multiply. And he laid it out for us. 
in the first couple of chapters of Genesis as to how we are to model him in the kingdom, how we're to operate and what happens when we don't operate as such. But he already had it set up. So Christ is the way that we are producing good fruit now. Christ is the way that we are carrying out the be fruitful and mandated covenant and multiplying. We see that in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission. We can produce good fruit. We can produce those that know Christ. We can go forth to the ends of the earth all over and declare his righteousness, declare his gospel. That's what we're supposed to do. And I encourage us to read the Great Commission again. And we'll find it in Matthew 28 and verses uh, 18, 19, and 20. I encourage us to understand that we have a real opportunity because only what we do for Christ is going to last. We're coming down to the last minute. Uh, We will look at men's role. We looked at women today and the things that they are being misled about because only a woman can carry a child to term. We have people who are telling our women to change themselves and to become as men because that's what they feel like they want to be. Well, that's a sterile production. And that's not what God has blessed. So we need to take heed about the abuse that's going on in creation. I appreciate your call, sister. God bless you. Save the loss at all costs. And we will continue with abuse of creation next Sunday. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas' very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. 
All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. Why don't you bless this ministry? Yes, that's right. Bless them by calling them, emailing them, and share with them that their ministry has blessed you. You can do it. It means they're making a difference here in Las Vegas. Besides, it helps them stay on the air here at 